Welcome to the More Than a Mommy podcast. I am your host, Nakia Hines, and I deeply believe that we reach authentic healing through intentionality and candid conversations. I am so excited for you to hear today's episode, but even more excited that you are here with me on this journey to self-actualization. Let's get right into it. excited to be here. Um, I don't know if you can tell, but clearly doing this podcast is bringing me joy, okay? I am not feigning the excitement that you hear when I say hey three times every time we start. I'm actually super excited, and I think I'm excited because clearly this is connected to the God-given purpose that is on my life. Like, there is nothing that brings me more joy than being able to pour into others and being able to teach about the things that I have learned. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for being on this journey with me. Wanted to extend that gratitude because that's what I've been on lately. You know what I'm saying? I've been on the gratitude tip. So I am grateful for every single person who is listening now, who is sharing with a friend, or who is just giving me good energy. Um, Thank you so much for all your feedback. I really appreciate it. It keeps me going, um, especially in those times where I'm like, like, uh, should I even keep doing this? So thank you for reminding me that I absolutely should continue to be obedient to what the Lord told me to do, um, to trust him in the process and understand that my gift matters. And of course, whenever I talk about myself in that way, it is a low-key way for me to remind you that the same is true about you. So if you need to hear that even more clearly, here is your reminder. Uh, good sis. That thing that you're thinking about stopping or that thing that you've already stopped because you felt like it was not significant enough to continue. I'm going to need you to pick that back up. Yep. I'm going to need you to continue and exactly what the Lord is telling you to do. Please stop tying your productivity to likes, to follows, to the opinions of others, to even a current outcome. Just trust God, understand that we only see the now and he sees the everything. If he told you to do it, remember what the word says. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. That means he's the one who put the gift inside of you and he's the one who will finish that good work. Amen and amen. Okay, so last time we talked, we talked about spring cleaning and letting that ish go. If you read my little caption under the podcast episode, it's not called caption, but forgive me for not remembering, I guess the description. You know, I quoted a young philosopher. Some call him love. Others call him Diddy. Even others call him Puff. Maybe even Puffy. But that young philosopher once said, breathe, stretch, shake and let it go. And so I want us to breathe, stretch, shake and let it go. All right. Amen and amen. Thank you, Puffy, wherever you are for those great, great words of wisdom. All right. Um, I'm trying very hard not to laugh, but 
I hope you did write down your list of things that things that you are releasing. And I hope you I really hope you wrote down the list of things that you are welcoming. Because guess what? The moment we start to welcome in God's goodness and tell God, Lord, I am open to receive whatever it is that you have for me. That is the moment that he feels like he can help us get ready to receive the thing that he has for us. And that brings me to today's episode. So one thing that the Lord has been talking to me about, and my husband actually, is the notion of getting our house together. Now, when he first said this to me, I remember I was sitting in a very cluttered living room filled with my daughter's toys and um, like the play pit balls and just it was chaos. Okay, it was chaos. I looked up and I was like, this can't be life. This cannot be life. And I remember feeling so convicted because, you know, or maybe you don't, you know, I'm hoping this is just my story and you didn't have to struggle the way that I did. But when I became a mother, it certainly felt like I was hit by a truck. And these last almost three years, can't believe it's already been almost three years, but I have been slowly recovering from that truck hit. But it has been a very slow recovery. And I have also been very blessed and spoiled by my dear husband who takes care of us so well. And he just, you know, really picks up where I fall short. And I actually am going to reject that notion because I am basing that off of our uh, gender stereotypes. So lots of women that I still know today who are not much older than me will talk about how they do all the cooking and they do all the cleaning and they do, you know, all of these quote unquote domestic things. And I really have to be very happy in saying that that's not my story. Um, I am so grateful that my husband and I are on one accord and we understand that we do not have to necessarily follow those what do you want to say? I don't values those notions that say a man has to do this and a woman has to do this. Now, do we follow God's alignment and order? Absolutely. But does my husband wash dishes? Absolutely. And I am so proud of him for taking care of his household. Um, I told you I was on that gratitude, but I really mean that. I'm proud of him for taking care of the household. And we are just tackling this thing as we go as partners. And so one of the things is like, I'd be like, dang, I'm tired. Please help me. And then he'll clean up the living room. And then I realized that, you know, your boo is tired too. So why don't you both take care of yourselves and then also take care of each other through shared responsibility? And in that shared responsibility for me was helping us get our house in order, especially when the Lord was like, girl, you got to get your house in order. So I want to talk to you about that because, you know, I find revelation in almost everything. But I think that he really meant that to me in a way that I only saw at the surface level. Um, and then as I continued to hear him tell me that, I realized like, oh, oh, you were doing the Jesus thing and being deep. Okay, got it. Sorry about that. So yes, God wants us to get our houses in order and to live in spaces that reflect 
his orderly conduct and his grace and his openness and his freedom. Of course, our home should reflect our values. If your house is cluttered, it's pretty indicative of your mental state. Um, so if your house is cluttered and it's because you have been depressed or stressed out or exhausted, then the first step is to figure out what the root of the problem is. If you are exhausted, then that means you're going to have to figure out how you can go to sleep. Now, hey, don't don't shoot me down. Don't send me no DMs talking about I can't sleep when the baby sleeps because I got stuff to do. That Listen, your excuses have nothing to do with me. All I'm doing is giving you truth. You do with it whatever you would like to do. But that might mean 30 minutes less of scrolling on the gram. That might mean forcing yourself to keep your word when you say in the morning, I'm going to bed on time. I may or may not be talking about myself with that one because I'm like, you know what, at this point, this is ridiculous. If I wake up with the intention of going to bed on time and I write it down and I say it out loud and I pray about it, there's no excuse for me not to go to bed on time. I am making a choice to sabotage or not. Remember, I'm talking about me because the blow is softer when I take accountability. But if you feel that that connects with your life, Please grab a hold of that truth, that conviction, and place it where it needs to be placed. We're going to bed on time. We are going to get our rest. We are going to walk in alignment with the blessings that God has for us. And if he wants us to do good things, we have to be prepared to do those things. Sleep is so important. I am a big weirdo when it comes to sleep and sleep development, especially for my kiddo. But like, if you just research why we need sleep, you will be mind blown. I think actually I became interested in this during grad school when I had a class about our brains and the impact of sleep. Baby, it's crazy. It is crazy. And it is actually connected to like long-term health. Like you don't see it right away until you turn like 60 or something. And the reason that your organs aren't working the way they need to be working is because of a chronic sleep debt. But that, okay, that's my tangent for there. You know, I used to be a teacher and once a teacher, always a teacher, like we get in these modes where we just have to share this information. So, you know, it's free. Take it and do with it what you may. But anyway, so when we think about getting our house in order, there are several revelations that came to me in my quiet time with the Lord. One of those things is that I was cleaning the living room, right? Because, you know, I like to make the spiritual practical and applicable to our real lives. I think that's the way that we learn and remind ourselves that, like, you know, God is within us. God is not some sovereign being that's all the way over there. And we take him off the shelf when we need him and we put him back. He is concerned with everything that we are experiencing and everything that we are doing, feeling and thinking. So I'm cleaning the living room because, you know, that is currently my child's playroom at this point. And I'm like, okay, bet talk myself into it, like really get it done. Living room was looking sharp. Woo, 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 wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I did that because I have my brother uh, talks like that. And I think it's hilarious. And you know, I try to be relatable to the kids. Um, but clean the living room. Great. Went to bed. Woke up. Had a day. Oh my gosh. I have to clean the living room again. Now, mind you, my husband and I got married at, what was I like, maybe 26 or something like that. No, I don't know. I, yeah, I think I was like 25 or 26. 
before that, before we got married, I was living on my own for, I don't know, I don't know how long, a long time because I moved into my own apartment while I was still in college. And I think I lived there for two years and then five, so like seven years I was living by myself. So literally I come home, I clean up, I put things away and they stay away. I can keep my house in good conduct when it's just me. It has been a season of adaptation, okay? Is what I'm trying to confess to you right now. Things don't just stay where they were where they were yesterday now that we live with three people in the home. So, um I and I know all my parents can relate to this. It's just like, why? Why? Don't send me anything else unless I ask for it, please. Gift card me, please. Gift card me, please. Put money in her account, but please, please. I I just can't. Not right now, okay? Not right now. Let me learn how to keep the living room clean for more than two days before you bless me with anything else for my sweet, precious baby. But anyway, so I was like, oh my gosh, I got to clean the living room again. And then the Lord was like, that's what I was trying to say. And it made me realize like, bloop. So when you get your house in order, yes, your physical house, but then we have to think about that emotional house, that spiritual house, that relational house. So I'm talking to anybody, if you're married, if you're in a relationship, if you're thinking about your friendships, there are certain houses, proverbial houses in our lives that require continuous maintenance. The house will not be in order just from like a one and done cleaning deal. Yes, absolutely. Take time to clean more than usual. Do a deeper and extended clean. But understand that that can only happen quarterly or monthly, maybe even weekly. Those day-to-day moments of maintenance are what will keep your house in order. So if that means reaching out to your friends, checking in with them, if you want to continue to maintain that house of friendship, then that's the effort that is required to keep your house in order. When you are married, my big sis tip, kind of check me on this, you need to continue to have date nights. You need to continue to make time for your spouse or that marriage house will not be maintained in a way that is fruitful. Do you feel what I'm saying? Like when I received that, I was like, wow, Jesus, you're just so smart. Like this is amazing. But it was so deep in such a practical way. It came from me saying, wow, I got to clean up again. And he was like, Yes, you do. So that's really the bottom line here. I don't even think we need to be long because sometimes he just goes boom and then blows our minds. The thing that I want you to understand is that when you get your house in order, when things are good and in good conduct, you are allowing good things to dwell within that space. If you saw someone um, with a really messy house And I have seen that and I am actually traumatized. There is someone I knew in high school who invited me over their house and I could not believe that they would even have me over in this state of disarray. And I I understand and I empathize, I guess, with maybe what was going on in their family's lives or, you know, some people are not well. Some people are hoarders and hoarding is a a huge problem um, mentally and spiritually. 
um, whatever the reason was for this, it was just still like, why would you invite me over into this mess? Well, that is kind of what the Lord is saying to us. If we want him to dwell in our relationships, if we want him to dwell in our spirits, in our physical temples, in our homes, our bodies, why would we invite him into a mess? We have to continue to do the work, which means read your word, repent when you need to, pray continuously, seek God's face and everything, shun the devil so that he can flee from you. Like we have to continuously and daily get our houses in order so that when we invite him in, we are inviting him into a beautiful space. We are inviting him into an inviting space. We are inviting him into a space where he can flourish and he has room to do good things. He has room to grow within us. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I want to just sit here and pause because like listening to myself speak is just, I, I didn't plan that part is what I'm trying to tell you. I didn't plan that part. He just dropped that into me. And when he drops it in, I feel like he's convicting me. And like, it's like, wow, Jesus, you're going to convict me while I'm talking to my friends. Like, you know, I have to process this and now I have to keep talking to them. And it's like, wow, it's crazy. It's crazy. But mm, God is good. God is good. He is really good. So get your house in order, boo. Get your house in order, whatever that house is for you, whether it's your physical house. Because for real, like, stop making him try to bless a mess. If you ask God to bless a mess, and even if he says yes, right? Think about if somebody comes to give you something, it's a blessing, right? They put it down in your living room. But then your living room is messy. And you can't find it. So then we're crying out about the thing that we asked for and didn't get, but it's been there all along and we couldn't find it because it was hidden under the clutter. It's unacceptable. It's unacceptable is what I'm saying. I'm saying it to you. I'm saying it to me. I guess Jesus is saying it to both of us. It's unacceptable. Will he bless us sometimes in our mess? Absolutely, because he loves us so much. But that doesn't mean we have to keep, I don't even want to use the word uh, burdening him because He's, we're not a burden to Jesus. That's the beautiful thing about it. We are just ridiculous in the things that we do. And I'm sure like if he was like us, he'd be like, oh my goodness, these kids are wildin'. But he just continues to bless us. He continues to meet us where we are. So even if your house, whatever, again, whatever house that is, is a mess, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I thank you so much for allowing me to understand that there is a shift that is needed in order for me to receive the goodness and abundance you have for me. Lord, help me get this house in order. Lord, teach me how to keep this house in order. Father, forgive me for not having the house in order in the first place. And watch what he does. Watch what he does and listen. Make sure you are listening to everything that he says to you. And if you're like, but how am I listening? Like, how am I hear what he's saying? Well, he says that his sheep will know him when he calls, which means you have to take some time to pause, to get off of autopilot, get in the word and hear his voice by reading what he says. God is really amazing and he is an incredible source. If we allow him to be, we can trust him with so much, but we also have a responsibility. 
We also are responsible for stewarding the things and gifts he's given us in a way that is conducive and in a way that is pleasing to him. So, baby, that's all I have for you today. Get your house in order and keep it that way. We got this. I love you. Okay. Thank you for listening. Bye.